And I pray that you will find encouragement today. God is with us. God is truly with us. Always will be. Always has been. God is Emmanuel. Emmanuel simply means God is with us. Jesus is our Emmanuel. You and I, when we know that, life changes. Everything changes when Jesus Christ is Lord and you have a relationship with Him and the world becomes a different place. You might say, well, how's that possible? How can this world be a different place just because Jesus has come? Because Jesus didn't just come as a person. He also came as God. He was the God-man. The God-made man and the man who was also God. He had a task. He had a responsibility. But He also had something else. He had a deep, unending love for His heavenly Father and for you and for me. Jesus Christ is God with us. He promised never to leave once He came. And He promised never to forsake us or to leave us. This promise is a great promise to celebrate at this Christmas season, but it's more important in those seasons of our lives when it doesn't feel like anybody is there. When you feel most alone. When we take communion on... Those occasions here, we do it on the first Sunday, we announce the mystery of the faith, which is Christ was born, Christ has died, Christ has risen and will come again. The threefold reality is He was human, He did die, He resurrected from the dead, and He's with us now, but He's also coming in final victory. Many people don't understand that Jesus has come, is coming, and is here. It almost doesn't make sense if you don't understand the mystery of the faith. But once you know who Jesus is, you know He's here. Without question. And you also know that He's here. And you also know that He is alive. I've been watching over the last few weeks. Started last week, Monday. I don't know if you saw this or not, but... On December 10th, which was the last day of Hanukkah, which is called the Day of Dedication, they actually took and built for this special occasion an altar for the third temple that is yet to be built. On December 10th, just a few short days ago, 13 days ago, they consecrated that altar. They burned incense, they had the showbread, the menorah, and they had a sacrificial lamb. They sacrificed an animal on the altar in Jerusalem for the first time since 70. Not 1970, not 1870, the year 70. 37 years after Jesus was resurrected. 
And Rome was destroyed, and uh, excuse me, Jerusalem was destroyed by the Roman army in 70. And that is when the animal sacrifice ceased. It started December 10th. And you say, well, why did they do that? Because the Jewish community believes that the Messiah has not yet come and there is no atonement for sin without the sacrifice of an animal. However, we know differently. We've read Scripture after Scripture today through the lighting of the Advent candles, the call to worship, and also in our New Testament we find in Luke 2 and in Matthew, the Christmas story, and all those different prophecies, they who believe differently that Jesus has not come as the Messiah see them differently. They do not believe Messiah has come. And so they also think that that day of His appearing wasn't Jesus because it was not with massive defeat of the enemies. They believed their Messiah would reign forever and would destroy all their enemies and no longer have a problem. What we do know is that all of the enemies were indeed destroyed. The enemy of sin and death. You could not have a victory over enemies without providing a way for broken lives, sinful lives, to be redeemed for an eternity. Why do you think that would be uh, beneficial for us as people to have a Messiah defeat all our enemies and then a few years from now we're all dead? What good is that reign? And they believed that they, that Messiah was going to usher in a forever reign. And that's why they think it's not Jesus. One of the reasons. But I do know this. God is with us in Jesus Christ. I know this. There is no question in my mind. Yet others who don't believe it are missing the knowing of God's glory and His presence right now with us, not waiting. They believe that God's presence inhabits a temple. We believe the same thing, but we believe it is in a temple not made with human hands, which is our body. God with us, in us. This is the promise. We also believe that God is coming. And that He is here. One of the books I read in seminary was called The God Who Comes by a man named Carlo Corretto. A very profound book, but not real deep. But profound in that he said the God who is coming is the God who is already here and who has always been here and will stay here with us. That God is coming and is here. He's the God who is always coming when you need Him and when you're hurting, when you're broken, but He's also with you even before. And maybe you don't know this, but sometimes life gets difficult. It's true. But our Word tells us in the Scripture that when we fall, a righteous man falls seven times but he gets back up again. You can find that in Proverbs 24. Yet the wicked 
they fall. Now, I'm here to tell you this morning that a righteous person falls seven times and gets back up again. Now, this word seven here means every. No matter how many times a righteous person falls, they get back up again. This is the truth of God, and I'm going to share this with you as we go along, that one of the essentials of God with you is you can get back up again. With God's help, you can stand. With God's help, you will rise out of the darkness. With God's help, you will see the light of Christ and His return because God is with you. Now, the enemy wants to make you think differently. Whether it's the voice in your own reasoning and logic or the voice of society or naysayers, the enemy wants you to believe you cannot stand. That when you fall, you're down. The enemy wants you to think that you are alone. That God is truly not with you or He wouldn't have let you be alone. Or maybe it's your fault. The enemy wants you to believe that God will not or cannot help you in this situation because of you. Or He's too busy. He's going to point at your weakness. He's going to point at your sin and see this is why you're where you are and you will never ever be free. He's going to point to you say to you and say you said you love God, but you're not doing anything for God. You're not being obedient. You're not following the commandments. What you're not doing is what He condemns you with. And then when you do something that isn't obedient to God, He condemns you with what you are doing. The enemy keeps pointing back to you for your source of strength that God relies on you to help you. Almost like the enemy saying, God's not going to help you if you're not going to help yourself. Nowhere is that biblical. Scripture says quite clearly God helps those who can't help themselves. And I've been that person many times. And God looks at the enemy and says, you're trying to dissuade my children. And the enemy is going to say, you don't believe in God. Because you don't follow Him properly. You don't act like a believer. I want to tell you this morning, God is with you. And because God is with you, that He is Emmanuel, the most essential thing you need to know is staying down is not your destiny. Some of us have been under continual attack of the enemy for a lot of days and months and some of us for years. The devil and his imps have barraged at you with assaults and you've probably wondered, will it ever get any better? Will things ever change for me or my household? Maybe you've been talked about, been physically sick, tired and worn out, been depressed. Maybe you've been ostracized and banished from someone you once called a friend. Maybe you've heard the voices ringing in your head saying, you'll never make it. Not you. You'll never be an overcomer. That verse in the Bible is for others, not you. You're not strong enough or good enough and you don't believe enough. 
Your finances will always be this way. You'll always be stuck because that's just who you are. You'll never find true happiness. Not you. Your health will never be better, so why try? Just live today and eat the way you want and do what you want. Don't exercise. It's not going to help anyway. Your job situation will never improve. You're not going to find peace or strength or anything in a job, so why try to even improve your life? All those voices keep telling you that you are stuck, that you're down and you're staying down. But this morning you need to know you are a child of the Most High God. And down is not, nor will it ever be, your destiny. God did not raise you up to keep you down. Because God is with you, there's absolutely nothing that the devil can send your way that can defeat you. There's no plan that he can devise that can bring you down to destruction. When you have Jesus Christ living in your heart and you're surrendered to Him, you may face some tough trials and some rough roads, and you will. But there's absolutely nothing at all that can defeat you. It may feel bad. It may hurt. You may think it's over. But God said it's not over yet. You haven't seen it yet. You need to know what the devil already knows. That you keep getting hidden from him. And he hides from you. And this is what you need to know and understand. And the fact that the devil's already defeated. The enemy in your life has already been defeated. It has no power over you but that which you give it. And you choose how much to give it. Jesus Christ defeated Satan and sin and death at Calvary nearly 2,000 years ago. And you simply need to face that and put your faith completely in the finished work of Christ. You don't need a new sacrifice. He took care of it at Calvary. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, God tells us something that's absolutely stunning. And it's because God is with you and you walk with God in obedience. These things are true for you. Cross all of it off your lips if you don't trust God and love His Son. None of this is true for you. But if you do, this is all true, and you need to embrace this. This is Deuteronomy chapter 20, and I'm going to look at verses 1 through 14. I'm just giving them to you because I think these are going to be words that you will want to hear every day for the rest of your life. He says, You may be low, and it may seem like you're on the very bottom, but you shall arise. In Jesus' name. They may try your faith. But I want you to know the Lord's going to move in this place. And here's Deuteronomy. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in this city and in a country. That's pretty much everywhere. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. And the crops of your land and the young of your livestock. Good news for farmers. You follow the Lord. You will be blessed when you come in. And blessed when you go out. 
The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. Do you understand God's going to send them packing? <laughs> He'll break them up. This is directly out of Deuteronomy. The Lord will send His blessing upon your barns and everything you put your hands to. Your work will be prosperously blessed. The Lord your God will bless you in the land that He's giving to you. The Lord will establish you as His holy people. As He's promised you on oath, if you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in His ways. The Lord will open up the heavens to you. The storehouse of His bounty to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. That means God will bless you with debt-free living. Oh, how much our society needs that. It is so true. I know one denomination now has said that they want to focus on their entire denomination becoming debt-free. And they're asking Dave Ramsey to teach the entire denomination of like 20 million people, 50 million people, how to do that. Just came through this week. It says also, the Lord, this is Deuteronomy, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You don't know what I mean by that? Look at a dog. The head goes where it wants, the tail just comes along and wags. Follows. Tail doesn't do anything but go where the dog goes. But God's making you the head. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and faithfully, carefully follow them, you will always be at the top and never at the bottom. Amen. This is directly from Deuteronomy, if you will be faithful. So you might say, but I do follow God faithfully, but I still feel like I'm stuck on the bottom. Why are things not changing? Why do I still deal with the struggles I face all the time? Do not let your circumstance dictate to you how it really is. Your circumstances will be all sorts of things. But your relationship with God is not all sorts of things. Amen. I want you to begin today to look at your circumstance and in faith begin pleading the blood of Jesus over it. To see it the way God sees it is already redeemed. Just like you. If God is the ruler of your life, then your life is His domain. And the devil has no place on God's property. There is a sign out, it should be, that says, No trespassing Amen. on me. <laughs> Trespassers will be kicked off, rebuked, sent packing. God will send you seven different ways. <laughs> it's high time for you to drive the enemy out of your circumstance. You're not a victim. God has made you more than a conqueror. He is with you. God is with you. Amen. It's not you alone facing your life. God, the Creator of the universe and all His power is standing with you next to you, going before you saying, I am with you. You are not alone. This what you face is not what your destiny is. Your home is with Me. Your heart is with Me. 
Latch on to the things that belong to you and take it back. The joy, the peace that is so lacking sometimes in our lives and all those things that the enemy has tried to destroy, whatever it was through words or deeds or what was done to us or done in secret without us knowing. You have been pushed around long enough by the enemy. Do you understand what Micah said to us this morning? He said, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God hears me. Amen. My God hears me. If your God isn't hearing you, you got the wrong God. <laughs> Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me in that darkness. Amen. In the Psalms, it says even the darkness is light to Him. But I didn't have anybody read verse 9 because I wanted to save it for right now. It says, I will bear the indignation of the Lord or His anger because I have sinned. And until He pleads my case and executes justice for me. But He will, verse 9, He will bring forth me to the light. I will see His righteousness. He's going to bring me forth to light. You understand, you can't always do this. That God in you, because He's with you and says, I am with you, lo, even to the end of the age, I am with you. I will fight your battles for you. It's time for you to stand upon the Word of God, to begin calling upon the name of Jesus, and to remind the enemy of who and whose you are. It's time to get your peace back. It's time to get your happiness back. It's time to get your joy back. It's time to get your strength back. We worship the Lord because He's the one who gives us victory. Because He's with us, it's assured. He is the light of the world and has called you to be the same. And if you're in darkness... Shine the light on it. God, I feel this way, but you said in your word, this is true about me, so darkness, you got to go. Frustration, you got to go. God, I belong to you. This enemy has come against me. Do something, and we're going to see your deliverance together. God is Emmanuel, and all these things are possible because he is with you. You understand sometimes God lets us go through a season to show us that He is the one who's the deliverer and you don't have the power to deliver yourself. And that season may be for a short period of time or a longer period of time, but either way, God is letting you see that season so you know that He is God and not you. And some of us say, well, I think I learned my lesson a long time ago. Can this season switch to more spring-like weather? I've been in winter and dying for a long time. I want to see rebirth and new life. And God is saying, it's coming. But He's already with you and the seeds of hope are already planted in you. God has made sure of that. You understand, none of this is possible without Jesus. None of it. 
And the Jews who sacrificed on the Temple Mount outside of the Wailing Western Wall on the edge of Jerusalem a couple of weeks ago think that God hasn't done it. If you believe God hasn't done it and isn't with you and can't deliver you, you're going to feel terribly miserable without hope. Why do you think our society is so addicted to pleasure, to losing their pain, to trying to calm their mind down, trying to calm their emotions down, because they don't know how. Our first answer is our first answer. Who is your first answer? For a long time, I would always, if I had a headache, instead of praying about it and meditating for 10 minutes, which by the way, when you have a headache and you meditate for 10 minutes, it usually calms your body temperature down and regulates that and makes it go away if you can meditate in that position. But I wasn't doing that. I went through ibuprofen like it was candy. (laughs) To me, it was sugar-coated, so it was kind of like candy. But I didn't pray and meditate. My first choice was not my first choice. I would say I'm a believer, but I believed in Advil. I sought it before I sought God. You know, my head hurts. Is there something going on here I need to pay attention to? Or... God, I'm so scared right now. There's something uneasy inside me. Or I'm so depressed. Or I'm anxious. Or I'm lonely. God, what is the reason for this season? And God will give you an answer if you look for it. If you're willing to seek Him first, He'll bless you in all those things. This morning, I want to tell you that God is here. Carlo Coretta was correct. But when I read that in seminary, I missed out on one important truth. You see, when I was going through those years of depression, I knew God was with me because I believed, but I forgot that He was coming. And so I would remain in my depression not realizing that the God who's coming could also relieve that if I would just seek His face. And I didn't understand that very well until much later in life. What I understand is you may feel God is with you, but you need to know He's still coming with more. He's still coming with deliverance, with healing, with restoration. Because you're not defeated. You may have some down and outs, but God said those aren't permanent. And proof of that is that He's with you. And this morning, I pray that during this Christmas season that you know that. Amen. If you do not know that this morning, first step is this altar or that one or this one. And say, God, I need to know you. I need to know your son because I'm tired of being beat up. Tired of being wore out. Come, help me, anoint me with your spirit. And restore me. The righteous will fall seven times. Sometimes seven times in a day. But we're getting back up, church. We're getting back up. Because God says we can with Him. Without Him, 
We just get back up to get knocked down. But one day we'll stand and rise on our feet and we'll never ever fall again. Until that day, keep trusting, believing. The answer is here. His name is Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Gracious Heavenly Father, I have a long time lived as a defeated person. Didn't know that I was victorious because you have always been a God of faithfulness. I've listened to wrong voices. I know many here today still struggle with the wrong voices saying the things that just don't restore. And I'm asking today that we'd find deliverance and freedom and peace and more than that. That there would be an answer. Heavenly Father, I ask that the blood of Jesus Christ cover each situation that we're each struggling with and begin to shine your light on it. We know you're here. I know you're here. And I want your glory to show forth this morning for what you do. Amen. So our musicians come forward, I invite you to uh, turn your hearts to the words I've said.